Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. The topic for today, a wheel within, within a wheel. Loving Father, we give you thanks for your manifold blessings. You've been so good to us. And as we look into your word, Lord, we pray that you would bless, bless it to our heart. And may, Lord, through these words, that we would be prepared to meet you upon return in Jesus, because we ask it in his name. Amen. A wheel within a wheel. Now, when we look into the scriptures here at the first chapter of the book of Ezekiel, we understand too that Ezekiel, he is one of the four major prophets. And at this time, Ezekiel was among the captives in the land of the Babylonians. And while there, no doubt in quiet meditation, contemplating the goodness of God and, and, and why he was a captive, uh, the blessed Lord gave him visions. And among the visions, he showed him something special. He showed him the four cherubim, four wheels, and, and the visions of his glory. Now, one has got to be pretty close to the blessed Lord, close to him, significantly close for the Lord to give him or her a vision. So we can imagine now that this man of God is now used by God to bless or to benefit his people. So as a major prophet, he played the part of a prophet. And the prophet is one who speaks forth for the Lord. Just a little different from the priest. Uh, the, the priest, he would speak to the Lord for the people. But the prophet speaks to the people for the Lord. And here... Ezekiel, one of God's chosen prophets. I mean, one, an instrument in the hand of God. He wants to bless his people. And so he's using his servant, Ezekiel, to be the carrier of a good, good message. So having this vision now, he saw a, a number of glorious things. But because of the number of things that he saw, 
he became a little bit mixed up, so to speak. And, and those of us who would think of what we're talking about here and what has been read, we would even think that there's something wrong about this mixture. When we come to verse 16 of the first chapter, it says here, the appearance of the wheels. Listen now, what you saw there. And, and their work was like unto the color of a barrel. Now, this is some form now of, 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 of jewelry. Something special now. Coming out their precious stone. And that's the form. Everything, it looks it's a kind of a, what's really going on here? You can imagine from a human standpoint. Questioning what he is looking at. And there he says, and, and, and their four wheels, another four wheels now. We want to see something special. They actually had the appearance of, of, of likeliness. In other words, they looked alike. It was strange. But then, going on, he says here, and their work. Listen to this now. And their work, come to think of it, we have wheels in motion. We have something going on. It would look like one is going to the east, one going to the west, one going north, one going south. But, but the works of the wheels, as, as we're looking here, uh, the work was, as it were, a wheel within the middle of a wheel. Uh, you just stretch your creative imagination right now and, and look, look at four wheels now spinning out there and, and as if they are turning, one coming around and the other one is going around and coming around and, and, go, and they are not colliding. No collision. No collision. A and the way it actually looked is as if there was a wheel, come on now, in the middle of a wheel. So now, what is he talking about now? What is this all about? Well, he said here that the unique construction and arrangement of the wheels presented, they actually presented an apparently confused picture. At first, of course. Nevertheless, this is coming from Patrick and Prophet. Nevertheless, look at this now. It says, nevertheless, and I like this, the movement were in perfect harmony. God works in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. Now we know that. We're home on that one. God's people. But what we need to understand here is that according 
to these verses, as we look at verse 5 to 9, there was no change in the relative position of the living creatures and the wheels in motion. So everything, though it seemed chaotic a little, had its good purpose and there was good coordination and there was good harmony. So what is this really all about? The description emphasizes the perfect coordination of the movement of the living creature and the wheel. Now listen, it says that there is no independent operation. Note carefully. No independent operation either on the part of the wheels on the part of the living creatures. It, it would seem as if the one was, was dependent on the other and, and that so that there be no collision there must be cooperation. But the movement, looking at it, it was like a wheel within the middle of a wheel. So now, what do we conclude in a day like this? It is God moves in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. In other words, who would, would understand before it happened uh, that Jesus would have to go on a cross to save mankind? Who would have understood before it's revealed to him or her why he was spat upon. And how that he came to save man and man crucified him. How it would seem, you know, you're going to save man and man, man will despise you? Like the Bible says, he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hear as if it were our faces from him. How do we understand that in the light of the plan of salvation? His suffering. He is our prime benefactor. And, and yet, he was put through so many ordeals. But then the working out of all that is beautiful. It's like a wheel within 
the middle of a week. I mean, look, look at that. Look at how things look so harmonious. In other words, all things, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Brethren, we are from so many different tables. All around us here today, we have different character traits. Oh yes, because we've been brought up in different homes. And we've had different experiences. We have hereditary tendencies and cultivated tendencies. And yet, we can come together and praise the Lord. A wheel within the middle of a wheel. I mean, God is, is good. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 8 brings something clear to us. He says, we are troubled on every side. <laughs> but not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Ah, the wheel is turning, folks. That one wheel over there turning, and the other wheel turning, and yet there's another one turning, and a fourth one turning. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. I like that. Come to think of it. And through this experience, what are we gaining? What is being built for us and in us? Well, the next verse says, always bearing about in our body. Verse 10. Always bearing about in our body the dying of our Lord, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. A wheel within the middle of a wheel. Look at harmony. Look at how things are working for our good. For our good. The experience that we have. Every single experience helps to make us the type persons God wants us to be. A wheel within the middle of a wheel. In other words, things are working harmoniously according to the plan of salvation. There's harmony in the plan of salvation. And as a people who have come to know the Lord, it, this is the time for sobriety. We have come to the time in the history of our world when people who love the Lord ought to be sober. Sober-minded, with a mindset on what is known as intentional obedience to the blessed Lord. 
the mindset because he works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. And so what happened to us on a daily basis? Let us not sit back and, and be disgruntled and wondering, come on, why me? Yeah, why not you? Why not me? <laughs> it is all working for our good. All things work together for our good. And especially for them that love the Lord. Come on now, folks. And so we understand here that, that what picture Ezekiel saw. This was just something that to give him an idea of how the plan of salvation must work. It is here a little, there a little. Adversity. All these things would come in. The troubled mind, things enough to trouble you, even within the home. And yet, the blessed Lord wants us to understand that out of it, out of it all, will come something glorious. Like a wheel within the middle of a wheel. Now, when we come to the home, you know, home is where everything begins, so to speak. And in the home, you have two persons to begin with who have come from different parentage. So the two persons are not going to be alike. Huh? They do not have the same upbringing, the same home influence, hereditary tendencies and cultivated tendencies, environmental effects and so forth. Uh, according to the schools that they attended and so on, would be different. Would be different. But the two persons to begin with are willing to work together without collision. Understanding that it is going towards an end, a special end. In other words, when with the family setting we function as the blessed Lord wants us so to do, we present to the world out there a model, the correct model, even in the midst of adversity, a lot of differences. And so, what the Lord wants us to understand is that in this world you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Like I said, then I can't see him again over there, but um, I used to say that I have the last word. You know, in the home back there, in our home, I have the last word back there. And some folk look up at me like that. Yes, I do. I have the last word. And the last word, yes, dear. <laughs> yes, dear. I want you folks to understand that there are so many things that can happen on this planet 
to help us to understand that we don't belong around here. Oh no, we are sojourners, pilgrims. Yes, nomads, we are just passing through. Passing through. But while we are passing, we need to make the right impression. Give the right impression. Why? And I've said it so often, we have only one opportunity to make the first impression. One opportunity to make the first impression. And the first impression is lasting. Don't you ever forget that. One opportunity to make the first impression. And the first impression is lasting. Oh, yes. And that's why the Lord says, choose to do good. Choose to do good. Now, people who are educated are the ones who know that right choices are, are the jewels among God's people. Right choices. They are the distinguishing mark of an educated person. So that we're expecting that the person who got wisdom from God would make wise choices. And so here we have a situation now within the home. And the Lord is saying, make a wise choice. Make a wise choice. You're going to do something? Make a wise choice. Let it be within the realms of the positive and the worthy. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Then we're in that home in that home, like the songwriter said, there is music all around. There is music in every sound when there is love at home. I want you to know, in other words, what he's saying there, oh, it looks like a wheel within a wheel. It is so beautiful. Look at, look at that. There is beauty all around when there is love at home. And there's joy in every sound when there is love at home. Ah, brethren, the reality is what the devil does not want to see. But the reality is what is going to help us to reign with our creator in eternity. Oh yes. Oh yes. So whatever happens to you during the week or the day, just, just remember the wheels. Just remember the wheels. Remember human relations. Just remember. Yes, we are going to have conflicts. In the home, we are going to have conflict. But the way we relate to the conflict 
that tells who sits on the throne in our heart. Oh, yes. But remember, it can look very good if we have the right approach. I'm talking about the Christian approach. It can look good. Very good. Now let me come to the church now. Uh, the home, well, the home folks are going to church. So they're going to meet now from that home. They're going to meet another bunch of people in church from different tables. You understand what I'm saying? Different, like, like you and I are here today, and, and we come from different homes. Different homes. So how are we going to get along now? How are we going to get along? Now, remember this now. The Lord has already given, through his servant, the formula for Christian unity. And we have that right there in Ephesians chapter 4. And reading from verse 1, coming down, endeavoring to keep the bond of the spirit of peace, that, that spirit that brings peace around. And why, he said, because there is one body. Come on now. And though we have come from different places, different places of abode, and we've been brought up in different homes, hereditary cultivated tendencies, he said, we have now come to form one body. He said, there is one body and there is one spirit. And there's one hope. I mean the same hope of our calling. It's a special hope. The hope of a glorious tomorrow. We have that in, in common. We share that commonality. We have it. And so the blessed Lord, he wants us to understand through this vision that this world is not going to be smooth running. But it can be made to look smooth. Come on now. According to our approach, the way we accept it. If we believe that God is in control, then we would understand that whatever happens, happens for a purpose. Come on now. And so when we look in life, when we look at, he's going to look, like a wheel within the middle of a wheel. And so here we have uh, the church now. And, and we have we've come to, to the one hope. And it says there's one Lord. I like that. And there are seven of them, you know. And this is a complete number. The formula for Christians' unity. For the unity of the church. Seven of them, a complete number. The body, the spirit, the hope. Come on now. And the Lord, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. And through all and in all of us. So working in us, the blessed Lord is, is showing how that it could look like a wheel within the middle of a wheel working in us. 
working in us. Right in the church. Sometimes folks, we, we have folks in the church who want to be the head all the time. I must be leading all the time. I will not follow. I'm going to lead. And if I am not the leader, I'm going to smash it. I went when I went into the island of St. Kitts, I don't know how many of you know that, I was over in Michigan and they asked me to come to, to St. Kitts to, to work there. And when I got there, there was a, one of the members, you know, trying to introduce the folks to me and so on and tell me who John is and Jane and what, you know, mannerism and so forth and so on. And they said, well, did you see that one? If that one can't lead, what she cannot lead, she smashes. Huh. <laughs> oh, I tell you, and that same one who was speaking to me had that same trait. I will not call any names. Had the same trait. Sometimes we don't even know ourselves. We have to ask God to show us ourselves. I, I can't forget when, when Jesus was moving towards Jerusalem, passing through to, to Samaria, a section of Samaria, he, he thought that in front, you know, the disciples thought that James and John, they, they thought that the folks there would make preparations for him coming through. But because Jesus seemed to seemed to have had his face going like he's going straight to Jerusalem, they did not. They did not receive him nicely. They didn't like like shout him or, or so. And so John says, "Can you imagine? Look at look at the disrespect." He says, "Should we call fire down and and destroy them?" <laughs> Jesus said, said, you don't know of what spirit you are. Brethren, sometimes we, we do things and think that we're doing it good, like the Apostle Paul, who was getting after the saints and think that he's doing it for the Lord. But I want you to know that we need to just have that examination of the heart, to know if the heart is right, if the motive is right. Is that motive right? I want to be the leader, but is my motive right? Do I want to lead because I want to lead people to the blessed Lord? Or because I want to be on the pedestal? I want to look like the, 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 the chief person around. Motive. Motive. But when we work together, even, even with people like those, when we work and try to work, together. It's like a wheel within the middle of a wheel. That's how the blessed Lord wants it. He wants us to try and work together. So we, we need humility then. We've got to be humble. We must be humble. Because with that humility the blessed Lord can use us to accomplish his purpose. Isn't that something? I can't forget when looking at John chapter 13 and verse 35. 
He said, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have love one to another. Come to think of it. In this world today, we have the love of power as opposed to the power of love. But when Jesus came, Jesus exhibited the power of love. But mankind seeks power. And so he loves power. It was indicated, it was shown in the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had with the image. And, and you know the nations, the kingdoms, overthrowing, overthrowing, and overthrowing. Why? Because each one wanted to be supreme. Supreme. So it is the tendency of man. And the man without the spirit of God is like a tiger. A tiger. But the blessed Lord wants us to see that even though we may have tigers around. Even though we may have tigers around. We can still within this great plan of redemption. We can work together so that it looks like a wheel within the middle of a wheel. Harmony. Harmony. Blessed Lord wants us to work together. And the only way we're going to do it is through that power of love. Love. He said, you're going to know. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If you have love one to another. Come to think of it. Just think of it. Our God is great. He wants us to make it into the kingdom. We have had different experiences. Come on. All over the globe. There has been and still is a lifelong search for durable happiness. But it will never be found in test tubes. Neither in mathematical formula. Neither in doctor's medication. This kind of peace, this durable peace and joy can only be found in the blessed Lord. And I tell you, when we are reunited, come on now. When we are united, people will say, oh, what a fellowship. What a fellowship. And Psalm 133 I like, I like how verse 1 puts it. Psalm 133 and verse 1. Ah, I tell you, behold. You know the word behold? Behold means to look, notice. Behold, notice. That's what behold is saying here. Notice. Look. Look at the wheel within the middle of a wheel. Behold. How, come on now, how good and how precious, how precious it is 
for brethren to dwell together in unity. In other words, when the world looked on, that's what the text is saying, John 13, 35. That's what he's saying, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, that ye have love one to another. And here is the text of way in Psalm 133 and verse 1. Behold, yea, I'm looking at, I'm looking at this love now. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. The Lord is pleased when we live like that. Come on, brethren, never mind what's happening around you. Never mind the threats that people throw at you. Remember, the Bible says you're going to be despised. Despised by people around who do not want to do good. Who do not respect the blessed Lord. But he has been so good to us. I mean, wonderfully good, and we are ungrateful when we do not show thankfulness to God. We are ungrateful. But the people who are grateful and glad, come on now, they make it to look like a wheel within the middle of a wheel. No collision. No. Dependent on one another. Moving along harmoniously. And in accordance with divine directives. That's what the blessed Lord wants. And I trust that we are on a daily basis making that choice. Because if that's not our choice, we won't make it into the kingdom. And why? Because our God is a just God. He's as just as he's merciful. A hundred percent just and one hundred percent merciful. So if we turn to him, doesn't matter what condition we are in, and we turn to him, we will become his workmanship according to Ephesians 2 and verse 10. We are his workmanship created in the Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. Come on now. Good works. So when we come to him, because he's merciful, he will remold us. He will make us anew and make us whom we ought to be so that we can do what he wants us to do. Oh, yes. But he is just. So just that they put it in a nice song that says, No sin, no sin, no sin at all. No sin can enter there in heaven so bright and fair. No sin can enter there. And why? Because he's just. Because he's just. Lucifer had to come out. Because he was disobedient. And you have heard it said that, oh, my brother and my sister, oh, they're gone to be with the Lord. You have heard that. I tell you, if it 
if going to be with the Lord was left to us completely, mankind would even kill himself and go to the Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But I'm glad. I'm glad that right here on planet Earth, in our period of existence, we can live in such a way that people looking on to the church can say, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Brethren, let's do this and give God the credit. Let's glorify God, as he said there in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 30 and 1, whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. How many of you, by his grace, would keep this as a vow? Would you stand with me as a vow? Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, let us pray. Loving Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for paying attention to us, Lord. Like the psalmist say, you brought us up out, out of the mire clay and set our feet upon a rock and established our going. Many shall see it and fear. Yes, because you have put a new song in our mouth. Even prayers to our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. That's what you want, Lord, for us to be witnesses. But first, we must have personal experience with you. Bless us, we pray, Lord. And all who are standing now, bless each person, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.